Hey everyone, first of all, I want to welcome you to the Brown Tech Bay podcast, where I'm your host, Danielle, and today we have Stephanie, and she's going to be sharing her journey into tech with us. Let's tap in. Um, like we said, this is Stephanie, and how do you say your last name? Uh, you can just say Longraj. <laughs> Longraj? Yeah, <laughs> I know it's difficult, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, um, Stephanie Longrodge, is that how you? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so welcome everyone to my podcast. I have Miss Stephanie Longrodge on with me, and she is sharing her journey of how she got into tech. And so, Stephanie, um, welcome for one. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So glad to be here. Yes. So we're going to jump right in. How did you get started into tech? Like, how did you find out about it? Man. Okay. So this is like a really long story. We have time. So <laughs> I'm going to dive right in too. <laughs> so um, I am 24 years old. I'm in Indianapolis. Uh, so just to get a feel of like where I'm from, my background, um, grew up on the west side of Indy. Um, kind of like a mediocre area, not too good, not too bad, just kind of in the middle. Um, so when I was little, I was always interested in technology. I used to make YouTube videos all the time of myself. Um, my parents got me a MacBook because I begged them for one. We didn't even have much money. Um, and I really wanted one because I was aware of everybody was on YouTube making these cool music videos when you're a kid, you know, and everybody had a MacBook. Um, so I, I was gifted with a MacBook, I believe when I was 14. Um, but even before that, I've always been on a PC. I've always been using like Windows Movie Maker and like just really involved in that. Um, and then I guess, let me backtrack. Uh, before I got my MacBook, I was on the Windows for a while and I, when MySpace was around, I was very involved on MySpace. And by very involved, I mean, I was meeting people all the time on there. Um, I was really interested in like the profiles, the layouts, the design of things. Um, so shortly after that, I actually designed my own layout. So I started to learn how to code probably around 12, just kind of teaching myself like CSS, basic HTML. Um, because I, I figured out quickly how, how people were changing layouts and adding music and like little little tweaks to their MySpace page. So um, I actually got reached out by a company when I was little um, to work for them and design websites, which I did for a little bit of time. And I'm just gonna make a little pub here in a shout out. Um, I kind of get more into this in the book that I was recently published in. So um, Danielle, I don't know if you know that I'm, my chapter is in a book called The Rise of the Cyberwoman. It's on Amazon. Yeah, um, I definitely mention that, but yes, guys. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do get into like how I got into it, but like very in detail, but like right now I'm not gonna go to that deep in it. <laughs> Y'all can definitely um, check out The Rise of it's called woman. the rise of the cyber woman mm -hmm. if you want deeper you can definitely go check that out yes so yeah i got um got that did that for a little bit made 
um, profile layout, started coding. And then, um, yeah, shortly after that, I got my MacBook. And fast forward after that, um, I've kind of always been involved in tech. Didn't really care about coding and stuff after that. I was more into like the layout um, of UI, UX, design, um, mm -hmm. graphics, and all that. So college comes, actually high school. High school came, and I, this is funny, I was actually set on being a nurse. Wow. Yeah, so I went to a high school that was college preparatory, mm -hmm. which means that you get your associate's degree while you're in high school, while earning your high school diploma. That is so good. Yeah, so it's not a private school. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, that must have been expensive. No, it's a public school here in Indianapolis. It's called Ben Davis University. Um, and yeah, I went there. I got my associates and my high school diploma. And since it was college preparatory, they made us choose our major, kind of like college. And funny enough, I didn't even choose informatics. I actually chose health careers as my major throughout high school because I was really set on being a nurse. Everyone around me was always like, oh, you should be a nurse. Like you love helping people. You love kids. You love taking care, you know, the typical like nurse characteristics. <laughs> and and then the more I dived into nursing school, I looked at how competitive it was. I looked at, you know, the, the income that you'd receive after I looked at the student loans. Um, and a lot of things were just cons to me and not even pros anymore. So uh, funny enough, I when I so I went to IUPUI in Indianapolis. It's called Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. So two big schools combined in one. But um, overall, I did get my degree in Purdue. Um, so, but yeah, before that I was, um, I actually chose my major as nursing and literally a week before college orientation, I changed my major to computer graphics technology. Wow. Yeah. So I changed it to computer graphics because I have a cousin, Michelle, and she's phenomenal. She's an amazing graphics designer. And I was like, oh my God, I want to be like her. Um, and then, you know, I really did enjoy it. I did it for two semesters. Mm -hmm. So I only did CGT, computer graphics technology for two semesters. It was a lot about, um, oh gosh, let me mute my, my work thing. It was a lot about, um, it was a lot about drawing and 3D designing. And my GPA was like 4.3, you guys, like, I was so, so keep in mind that I, I did have my associate's degree. So I wasn't taking any general studies classes at all. So the only classes I was really taking was the core like computer graphics class. I already, as I got into that. Um, so everything got really easy in computer graphics. And this is where my life shifted. Um, just to kind of let you guys know, I was, you know, I was in a very toxic, toxic relationship. Um, you know, we had a little studio together and I was working about four jobs during a full-time student. Yeah, so I was really unhappy with my life and I was doing a lot of research and I really just wanted better for myself and a challenge. I just wanted to feel good at this point. Mm -hmm. So, um, at IPY, we have a office called Career Services and Advisors. Like every college does have your advisor. So I, I went to my advisor, um, Kelly, an amazing woman. She's like my second mom now. We eat out all the time. Well, since it's 
COVID, we barely do now, but <laughs> but overall, we always, you know, we always met up, caught caught up with each other, and she's always just been there from day one. She actually said, Stephanie, you should think about computer information technology because within the degree, there's um, web development, software development, um, cybersecurity, and network fundamentals, and I remember going, oh, I don't know, like, I don't even know what I want to do. So I started doing a lot of research. And what intrigued me was I knew a lot of friends that were doing CIT and I would ask them about cybersecurity and they were like, it's so hard. Like, it's really one of the toughest curriculums here under Purdue School of Engineering Technology. So I was like, okay, wh why is it so hard? And then they would show me the stuff. They would show me all the labs they do you know, all the scripting, all the PowerShell like examples. And I instantly, I instantly wanted to do it because I'm, I'm, sorry, sorry. I'm a very curious person and I love to learn, which is why I've always known that I've always been compelled to cybersecurity. And, um, I've always been interested in like crime shows, crime movies, documents, you know, document mm -hmm. um, and everything about that. So, so I changed my major to computer information technology and I chose a concentration in information security and I got a minor in software development. So that's kind of how that started. Um, and then after I graduated, do you want me to keep going about after I graduated? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is like the most exciting thing, you know, after I graduated, well, so I graduated December 2018. Okay. And you guys, I started looking for a job November 2018. <laughs> so really not a good thing to do. My advice is to look at least three to four months ahead of when you graduate. I think everybody knows that, but I was very focused in school and I was like, oh, like whatever job I apply for and um, they take me, then I'll take it, whatever. Okay. Um, so I got to thinking and everybody was getting these jobs. Everybody applying was like getting jobs and I was there at school like, oh my gosh, what do I do? So I, um, but within my school, I've had internships um, at a big insurance company here and then a small like mom and pop IT company. Mm -hmm. So um, I've had experiences with big companies and small. So I really didn't know where I wanted to be, but I just knew that I didn't want to be at like a big corporation and I'll get into why. So November came and um, I look at my portfolio that I have. It's like a big binder of my resume business cards I have and everybody I've networked with, I write their name and whatever stood out to me about them. Um, throughout school, I've always, you know, pushed myself harder. I never just went to school. I always looked for things to do on the weekend, online. I used to attend webinars for, for big corporations that I knew nothing about just to kind of get familiar with what are these companies doing with their employees, with technology, with cybersecurity without me, you know, focusing too much on traditional education. I really wanted to be versatile and my knowledge of cybersecurity all over, all over the walks of life and companies and education. Um, so, so I attended a lot of career fairs. I got my resume fixed and I was really ready to apply. So as I'm applying, I think 
mainly end of October, November, um, and then December, I was doing back-to-back -back interviews. Anybody can ask you, I interviewed at whatever called me. I applied to so many jobs and I ran into a problem that I didn't know how to speak security. So I was having trouble with how do I speak technically without sounding like I didn't really know what I was doing because I was so used to speaking technically within school. Um, and then some of the things that they would say like vulnerability or investigating, I had no idea about except the webinars that I attended. So um, getting into that, I, I quickly realized that I needed help. So the best thing about the tech space and like cybersecurity um, specifically is that the community is so helpful. And Danielle, you know this on Instagram, like people are so connected. Yes. Yes. And we love, we love helping each other. So I reached out on LinkedIn to security analysts, security professionals of all ages. And I received so many responses of them wanting to help me, wanting them to, you know, reach out and interview with them. I, they were so open to giving me 30 minutes to an hour of their time on a weekend or a weekday, it didn't matter. But that's the biggest advice I have is to network and really reach out to people and, you know, look for that help. So at this point, I have interviewed so, like so many times, all these companies um, for software development jobs, for consulting, for security, for IT help desk, literally every kind of position I have interviewed for. And I was pushing myself to keep going to these interviews. And thank God that I even got the call for the interviews because I was really lucky. I was really lucky to even get the calls, but that's because I really had a great resume. And I always wrote cover letters to every job I would apply to. They would just, I would just tweak the resume and the cover letter towards that position, um, if that makes sense. So, so I got- tip too. You said what? I said, that's a really good tip too, guys, when searching for jobs. Yes, it's, it's literally like a secret. It's like some people don't wanna do the work, but like seriously, put in the work and you will see what you will get at the end. It's so rewarding. So, so um, after, after I was polished and I've been interviewing and stuff, I just, uh, well, let's see, no, the end of November came around like this time, around like Thanksgiving time. And I received six offers for full-time jobs. And I was very hesitant because um, none of them were security at this point. And I was really discouraged and I felt like oh my gosh I'm not I'm not gonna get a good job like this really sucks you know so I, I looked for more places and um I interviewed at a company end of November called Renaissance Electronic Services and I'm gonna kind of make this a little short because it, it gets longer but um the interview process was amazing I remember I remember you know, thinking, oh my gosh, like this better be it. Cause I'm tired at this point, I was tired. So I got called for an interview and I actually, I actually applied to two of their positions. So I just found them online. Don't remember where, I think it was a tech Facebook group that I was in for my city. And um, it said cybersecurity analyst and IT sysadmin. So I'm reading both um, roles 
And I'm like, Steph, just apply to both. Like it doesn't hurt, just apply to both jobs. So the recruiter or the HR calls me and he's like, hey, like this is Renaissance. Uh, this is Matt speaking, just kind of wanting to see um, which role did you want because you applied to both. <laughs> and so I was like, hi, like I actually fit both roles because my background, because um, I'm very versatile in IT too. So I got called for the interview. He was like, the manager wants to meet you. So I went in, I went in, I sat there and I was waiting and he comes up to me, Mark, and I will never forget this interview because it was like the best interview. He, um, he quickly realized that during like the first 10 minutes or so of the interview, or maybe five minutes, he was like, well, it looks like, it sounds like you don't really have that much experience. Cause he was asking me things as if I was supposed to be experienced in security and IT, even though I just had school. So another big thing is that I applied to jobs that said three to five years of experience, five to seven years, no matter what it says, and you fit the requirements, except the length, just apply to the job because this is where it gets down. So Mark was like, I, I see that you don't have the experience. Um, you know, I know, I understand you're out of school, but like, just talk to me about your passion. Just talk to about, about me, why why you enjoy security, you know, what, you know, things like that. He just wanted to get to know me as a person. So this man literally shut his laptop with all the pre-filled questions that he had on probably a work doc he, a word dog, he closed his laptop and he interviewed me and it wasn't like an interview. It was like a conversation I had with like a neighbor or a friend. It was like just wanting to get to know me. So he then quickly realized that I was really passionate and I pushed myself and I love to learn. So literally that night around 6 p.m., I'm eating dinner with my parents and I received an email and they sent me an offer and I was blown away. So at this point, I already knew I was gonna accept them. And crazy enough, um, another company I interviewed at, um, I'm really, I, I don't think I'm gonna say their name. I'll just say company A, um, they offered me as well, but they came late, but um, it was $30,000 above Renaissance's offer. So I didn't know which one to take because company A versus Renaissance, um, just to get a feel, company A was very corporate. Everybody kind of looked the same. Everybody kind of had the same outfits on, kind of looked the same. Um, it didn't look to my type of work environment. Um, so I compared Renaissance versus you know that company and Renaissance was only a medium-sized company. They rented, they bought out an old furniture store and they literally renovated the whole building and it was superhero theme. They had beer in the office. I could take my dog in the office and they paid for all traveling, all conferences, everything. Any certifications you wanted, you got it. So that's why I chose Renaissance. Um, and this was my first job. I was a security analyst with them for a year and a half. And literally I've been to DEF CON, the biggest um, hacking conference in the world in Vegas. Um, I went to a lot of AWS conferences, went to Boston for that re AWS reInvent. Um, I've done a lot with that company and it was truly amazing to be with them for a year and a half. So 
Another advice I have is just like, you know, really think about where you want to be because us in our 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever, wherever age you're at in life, your job is the most important aspect of it. And it, it plays such a huge role. So you really want to focus on, you know, environment versus like, you know, the money. And me being at Renaissance as security analyst, I learned way more than a security analyst would have learned at a big, you know, corporation because I was doing a lot of vulnerability, um, threat hunting. I was taking care of our SIM. I was doing a lot. And so, you know, me being where I'm at now, it's added so much to my resume. And I really do thank Renaissance. And um, this year, April, April 20th, I left Renaissance. And the reason why I left is because they got bought out. And everybody in tech knows when a company gets bought out, everything changes. Yeah. So I, I wasn't really, you know, finding myself happy and I wasn't really looking for a job and I got hit up by a recruiter. And so now I am at Sophos, um, it's S-O-P-H-O-S, Sophos, and it is a global cybersecurity company in the UK. And if you know me, I've always told myself after I leave um, a company, you know, working in their security department, I'm going to move to a cybersecurity company because I really think that I want to be somewhere where they just value that and that's it. So um, in April, I started out as a threat analyst. So I was working in a SOC and um, a SOC is a security operations center. So they, they, they operate on a 24-7 clock. So I was working night shifts. Um, I was working 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., but it was not every day. It was on a Panama schedule. So a Panama schedule is kind of like nurses, like healthcare workers. Um, it's very. Um, it was it was 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. and it was my, It was two days a week and then five days off, and then five days on and two days off. So my my mind was going crazy. My sleep schedule was insane. But I did that. I was a threat analyst, did that for eight months. And oh girl, I was, I was like, I was so tired. So, um, but yeah, I was on their, on their threat analyst team for a product that Sophos has called MTR and it's our managed threat response um, software. So small story though, about Sophos. Sophos got introduced to Indy because they actually bought out a little company here in Indy that actually owned an MTR. So that is how Sophos kind of came to Indy. So there's, you know, there's a lot of people here that are now working for them, um, specifically for the third analyst roles though. So, so later on, um, MTR got a new department called Inside Sales Engineers. And basically MTR, Managed Threat Response, is a new product for Sophos. So that is why, um, you know, they started this new sales engineering team so that we could get more numbers, we could get, you know, more people aware of the product. So my manager quickly realized how technical I was and how outgoing I was and how great my soft skills are, um, you know, talking to customers. So I recently just got promoted and this is my second week as an inside sales engineer. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's truly amazing. It's it's way better than working nights. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can actually get sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with all that you journeyed through, 
I would say perseverance, dedication, um, and really never giving up. Yeah, I agree. To your place that you are now. Yeah, I agree. Never giving up is huge because, you know, people go through so much and I always tell people this. I'm also a mentor for a lot of women in tech and security. Um, and I've always been very optimistic about, you know, you go through so much, but in the end, how determined are you? How motivated are you? And, and what pushes you to work harder and be the better version of you, you know? In what ways do you feel um, that individuals could find out, you know, how to, I guess, become more resilient, like be more dedicated? Because I realize, like with my self-taught journey, um, it's hard sometimes to keep going, you know, when you, you know, don't have a job in tech or you don't feel like you know enough yet to apply for jobs. Um, what do you, what did you do to keep yourself going through that whole process? Yeah, so I, I understand that. Um, I, I quickly realized that nobody's gonna do it except me, you know? So I, I, um, I am a minority in tech. And so I was really observing, you know, how difficult it was for us, like us brown bays <laughs> to get into tech, you know, and really do be resilient and, and it's tough. And I think the biggest answer I have is nobody's gonna do it except you and where do you wanna be? Um, I push myself a lot and I reached out to a lot of people, you know, mentoring wise on LinkedIn, you know, women, minorities, groups, you know, join those and you'll quickly feel motivated. A big one is women in tech. Um, another woman is women in tech summit and WICYS is women in cybersecurity. So I'm very involved in these various groups of women and the empowerment is insane. Like women love supporting women and that's how it should be. Yeah. And yeah, and I think that, you know, even even like men, let me let me not leave out the men. Um, like even men, you know, they feel so they feel different too in tech. And and it's hard to keep your head up and you know, keep going, especially being self-taught and just like you can't find a job and you just want to give up. Like, first of all, anybody can get a job. If you're self-taught, that speaks way more than somebody being pushed to go through school and being, you know, handheld. So for those people that are, you know, like me pushing, pushing, you know, yourself on the weekend, pushing yourself after you have taken care of your family or if you're married or kids, like you have to really think about your life and yourself and how bad do you want it? Because these jobs are going to get filled and there's so many opportunities out there that, you know, you should never put yourself down and say that you're not qualified because you are qualified and, and you can do it. Yes, you definitely are. Um, one more thing I would love to ask, how can we find you on the web? 
Yeah, so um, my Instagram is security with Steph. Um, and then that's my Twitter, security with Steph as well. And I have a Twitch now. So I'm, I'm gonna get more into streaming tutorials, kind of working on my lab environment, um, more security stuff. Um, so that's also security with Steph. I just kind of like to keep it all the same. <laughs> I, I agree it's easier to find um, yeah you know when you have everything kind of the same same name um well I definitely will link that in the show notes um so that everyone will be able to find you um as well as with your twitch uh link as well um one more thing I know you I'm like keep saying one more thing <laughs> oh, you're good. I have time you're good what would you suggest um to women wanting to get into cybersecurity? Um, with the self-taught route, you know, because even given the COVID and everything, you know, with that, um, some might be scared to actually like go out and try to, you know, go to school or not have the funds, you know, with everyone losing jobs. Um, so they might have to rely on doing things, <laughs> doing things um, kind of like non-traditional. So do you have any resources that you would recommend for women wanting to go um, the cybersecurity route or in tech in general? Yeah, so um, another link I wanted to add is my LinkedIn. Um, it'll be my full name, Stephanie Longrodge. And um, add me on LinkedIn if you, ever, if you guys ever need advice. Um, I'm super open to helping. Um, I do mentor a lot of women that are career changers and you know, the biggest thing that they are concerned about is how am I going to get a job? You know, I don't have a bachelor's in whatever. Uh, maybe they have an old bachelor's. Maybe they don't have one. Um, some of this is new to, to them. And then some of this is just a second, you know, a second phase of life and career change. So my biggest advice is to earn your certifications in the security community. Whether that be Security Plus through CompTIA or any SAN certifications we look at, as well as, you know, any boot camps you're doing, any degree that you're working towards, put it on your resume. Um, and another big advice is create a home lab, whether that be, you know, in a server, connecting, you know, monitors on an actual physical lab or even in the cloud. Um, so this is big nowadays as well. AWS, which is Amazon Web Services, has a huge, huge, you know, integration with all types of software now. So this is going to be heavily pushed. Um, and within AWS, there's a great resource called A Cloud Guru. So it's Cloud Guru, G-U-R-U. And it's a training platform. I don't remember the pricing, but it's really not that much. And it's also discounted for students. Um, so A Cloud Guru takes you through um, AWS courses and you'll see that you can take a security route, a networking route, any route you want. Um, and the first test is, the first certification, their test is non-technical. So they really, really do start you from the ground up. Um, and another resource would just be, you know, get, get familiar with the SIMS and that's S-I-E-M. Um, so those are secu security information event monitoring tools excuse me so those are sims and the reason the reason why i say get familiar with sims is that so many companies are using sims and that you know they ha they don't have the the 
hand head count to do this and that. So they have they have these sims that perform, you know, vulnerability scans, um, different type of patching tools. Um, they detect anything on there. There's threat threat hunting on there. Learn how to use antiviruses. Um, and just download free trials. You know, if you don't have the funds, download their free trials and kind of get familiar with that. Um, another, I have so many resources. Another resource is um, actually, I'll, I'll shout out my blog. It's securitywithsteph.com. I have a, let me see if it still works. I do have a tab on there called resources. Um, and I kind of posted all the resources I had for blue team hacking. Yeah, so it still works. Red team hacking, because sometimes it does crash, but it's 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 getting there. So I have like my favorite blogs on there that I like to follow. Um, I have blue team, so that's like, um, you know, offensive security and then red team is defensive security. So kind of those, and then I have some forums, um, I have hacking tools on there, open source and then cheat sheets. So these are all free, you know, open source things, get, get familiar with them. Um, another one is, you know, like I said, what I did in school, attend the webinars. You don't know how to look for the webinars. So go to eventbrite.com. So that's event, E-V-E-N-T, and then bright, B-R-I-T-E.com. You can literally type in cybersecurity in your city or because COVID, now everything's like online and virtual. So there's so, so many virtual webinars to attend because of COVID. And that that has like spiked a huge interest in cybersecurity. You know, people are realizing that. Unfortunately, a lot of people lost their job because of COVID, but like cybersecurity jobs are booming. People need, you know, professionals in this field because we're never gonna, you know, we're nobody's never gonna not need us till one day everybody's security is perfect, but that probably won't happen. So, you know, push yourself to attend the webinars, get to know people in the industry, make connections. And I think right now is like the best time because everything's virtual. So it's really not hard. You know, everybody's at home, everybody's working, everybody's connecting. And, and it's not gonna hurt to, you know, put yourself out there and, and to get used to, you know, talking and getting connected because, you know, once you're new and once you're self-taught, I think mainly, you know, and I hate to say this because I, it's really not true, but sometimes it's about who you know, but um, I was reading a quote today and it was like, it's not about who you know, but it's about who knows you. So, you know, who knows you, you have to put yourself out there and like really, really push yourself to be known in the, in the community. And, you know, all these conferences have people that are all different. So, you know, they're either career changers, they just got lucky, they just know somebody, but literally it's really about who knows you and who's willing to be any assistance in type of way. And that's the people you wanna connect with. Remember who you have around your circle, especially in security, you know, we're always here to help each other. So that's also big. And if you don't have a Twitter, Twitter is such a huge, huge resource in security. And people, you know, I didn't even have a Twitter till I joined cybersecurity. And literally the community is so uplifting and rewarding. Are you on Twitter? I am. I am definitely okay. on Twitter as Brown Tech Day. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, like, you know, you know, then like everything's on Twitter and I also get my news on Twitter. So, you know, another thing is like stay up to date with what's going on so you can talk about it. 
Okay. With you mentioning Twitter, I would like to add that networking in any field in tech is mm-hmm. going to get you in a good spot. So it's good yeah. to start it now. Because, <laughs> you know, we use social media for so much, but, you know, why not use it to promote yourself, tell your story? And with um, what Stephanie said earlier about her journey, um, the company she first got hired at wanted to know her story. So I think that everyone getting used to telling who they are to be able to speak it and, you know, just not have, you know, not be scared to tell where they've been and yep. they want to go. And people appreciate that relatability, that honesty. And, you know, that way you're not tripping over your words. You can say who you are and what you want with confidence because, you know, you've, you, you're, hmm, excuse me, you've gotten used to it. Um, so I would definitely add that in there. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, I, yeah, you're right, Danielle. Like a lot of people don't realize like, like we met on Instagram, you know? So it's like, who knows where this would have gone if I never, you know, use my platform, use our platforms like we should. Um, and I, I did dedicate my whole Twitter is, you know, security. I don't, I don't use it for personal. Um, but yeah, I agree totally with you. Yeah, so um, you must network, you must be determined and resilient and find your passion to keep going. Um, And 